Weekly Club podcast is about to begin. If listening to the truth makes you throw up, kindly switch to another podcast. But if you would not mind what the truth will do to you, hmm, sit back then with a glass of wine and let's journey together. Hello, dear listeners, welcome to another episode of the Catholic Lab Podcast. Thank you for taking our time to listen today and for your previous listens and support as well. Today, we have an interesting topic the layman in the church. And my aim of this podcast is to be able to debunk some myths about what is required of a lay faithful as against the clergy in the Catholic Church. A lot of times, the expectation of the lay faithful is always being watered down by various misconceptions. And we believe that the priests are expected to know all and do all. All we should do is just to sit in the back seat and listen to whatever they have to say to us. But is this really what the church tells us? Is this what God tells us and expects of us? So that is what we'll be discussing today on this episode of the Catholic Lab Podcast. Please stay tuned. Imagine a layman as a military person who is being trained for war. There are basic things that comes to mind. This military man knows that he's preparing for a battle. But most time, a Catholic layman doesn't even know that there's a battle to be fought and automatically is even being defeated before he even gets on the battlefield. Unless we all know that there's a battle to be fought as Christians, as lay people, that is when we can put in much effort into preparation for the war into making sure that we are fit for the battlefield. So what is this war that we are all preparing for? Are we to carry our guns and shoot around? No, I'm sure you know that is not what I'm saying. Now this is the battle for souls. We know that we are all meant for heaven. And the devil, whether we like it or not, prowls around looking for someone to devour, looking for souls to destroy. And most times he's successful. So we have to battle the enemy day in, day out to make sure that the aim of God for all of us, the aim of Christ for all of us, is what finally comes to fulfillment, which is our salvation. Let's break this down further. Most times, when we hear of the word enemy, that we are fighting against the enemy, sometimes we see it in a negative tone, which is not. No, no matter how evil someone is, or no matter how bad someone fights against the church, we see the person as an enemy, not to be destroyed, not to be fought against in that idea, but to be fought for. Like the salvation of the soul of the person is the primary concern, not the destruction of the person. That is why at every moment we pray for the conversion of sinners and not their destruction. And even scripture tells us that there is joy in heaven over a repentant sinner than over 99 righteous ones. The war is fought with a lot of weapons. But our own weapon as Christians, as Catholics, is the truth. And what is this truth? Truth simply means when you see reality as it is. Seeing what is right in front of you in its true color. Seeing black as black and white as white. Whenever there's a distortion, it means that reality is being obscured and we are not seeing the truth of the matter. 
So it means the truth about God, the truth about the spiritual order, the truth about the world to come, the truth about heaven and hell, the truth about our own human body, the truth about morality, the truth about things around us and things beyond our own human side has to be propagated and explained with clarity. It is only then when these things are being held in their true nature that we can say we see clearly, we see and we know clearly. But we also know as well that the truth about Christ, about his divinity, about his person is something of argument in the world. Is it true that he is God or is not? So the truth about the person of our Lord Jesus Christ itself is the most important truth which we must propagate. Who is expected to show this truth to the world? Is it the clergy? Is it the layman? Who, who has the duty to share the truth with the world? Looking at the noise all around us, left and right, the magazine, the social media, sporting events, cinema and everything all around us, most times we, we find it difficult to hear revealed truth. Even when the Pope speaks, it's difficult to even know what the Pope is saying at one point or the other because there are different articles popping up when we are trying to solve the web. It's difficult to streamline the whole massive content on the social media to what is necessary. How do we get revealed truth? Through personal interaction with people, one person speaking to the other is like the most effective way of somebody having the opportunity or an encounter with the truth. Otherwise, most times, he never, he or she never even has any contact with that truth. How many non-Catholics go to EWTN to listen to what is happening there? How many of them go to a Catholic website or how many non-Catholic visit a Catholic mass to listen to what the Catholic Church actually teaches? But they are Catholics at their places of work, Catholics as neighbors, Catholics as classmates in the classroom receiving lectures together. So if the right message is articulated by this one-on-one -on -one contact, it can bear a lot of fruit. The clergy must empower us and teach us and let us know what to say in situations like this. Otherwise, it's a loss for us, now, irrespective of the contact we have with people around us. We will lose. So for us to spread this truth, for us to talk to people about revealed truth, there's need for us to be equipped. So now, let's cover what we've discussed. We know there is a war to be fought and we've tried to discuss who is to spread this message of truth, which is our principal weapon to fight the battle. What is essential is that we have to know what the truths themselves mean and what difference they make and not only well just know these things we have to be able to alter them the fact that you know something upstairs but you're not able to pass them should not even cross our mind but that is the reality among a lot of catholic christians so without utterance without you passing the message that you know that the truth just lies mute speechless within us and it helps nobody it is even difficult for it to help the person because you feel you know this truth but you are not nourished by it because you don't even understand the meaning of that truth. So uttering the truth, learning them properly and being able to utter them articulately is needed for every Catholic Christian. A problem we face when talking about the truth and the need for us to articulate the truth well is that for a lot of Catholics. We don't even know the truth well enough to be able to articulate it. Like our knowledge of it, of the doctrines of the teaching of the church is so shallow that it's difficult to even pass it to others at all. So we have to surmount this uh, first stage by 
knowing the truth we want to articulate very well like it's very very key what does the church say about the blessed trinity which is a doctrine of the church which is the foundation of every other thing we believe in that in the divine godhead there are three persons father son and holy spirit so what do we mean by this for a lot of persons it's simply something we just gloss over yes i know three persons one god the father is god the son is god the holy spirit god and that is all i need to know about it that's all let's move on to the next one many will even say that oh the holy spirit is no it's just there in the background nobody says much about him nobody you know the father and the son are like the one in the front you know it's just like a back end person so to say you know a lot of different shallow idea about the the trinity and one thing that has always baffled me is the extent to which catholics you know delve into a lot of intellectual into the intellectual world you know there are lots of brilliant people out there with lots of university degrees and they are professors in different fields but when it comes to the truth about the church even the great professor doesn't know much about his faith you know we spend money from our primary education to our secondary education to our university level our parents spend money on books on textbooks paying our school fees year over year for us to get the best of education but when it comes to our faith little is done to make us like understand the basic tenets of our faith and understand and not just know them understand them and be able to articulate them well like nobody feels that this is a, a needed thing for anyone i remember a story i read in a book that a professor was once asked that how are there three persons in one god and he replied that oh god is omnipotent which means he's all powerful so he can be in as many persons as he pleases what how is this if a reasonable answer at all to the question it means your secular degree doesn't actually translate into the knowledge of your faith unless you decide to balance it out yourself and make sure that as much as you run after your college degrees and your university degrees and all your knowledge of god your knowledge of your faith is also held in high esteem is held with importance knowing fully well that your soul needs this food needs this truth for its sustenance just like our body physically needs food just like our eyes needs light to see so our souls as well need the food of life needs the truth to be able to survive that is the nourishment which we need frank sheet narrated an experience of ease in his book a theology for beginners and he said this he asked one of his trainees sometimes if god died on the cross and the instant answer he got was that yes god died on the cross and then he continued to ask so what happened when god died what happened to the universe he said in almost all the cases of him asking that question the next thing the person says is that it was not god that died on the cross but the human nature of christ but making these statements is actually equal to an heresy it's called the nestorian heresy which the church condemned a long time ago at the council of ephesus so it shows that even educated catholics they still fall back to the same heresy under pressure i would want to even do a test about this and call a few friends and see what their own answer will be as well so let's call a few friends now and hear what they also have to say about this you are now live
Did God die on the cross? Yes. In- They're trying to be specific of which of the God died on the cross. We have God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit. So God the Son died on the cross. Next. Theory speaking, he did die on the cross, but figuratively, it was an action that had to happen for the salvation of man. So I'm saying figuratively, Jesus God didn't really die on the cross, but it was an action that had to happen for the salvation of man. Next. Yes. Which is in person of Jesus and person of Jesus Christ. Um, the universe went into a um, morning and after three days, so that's when we chant, Hosanna, Hosanna, Yasmin. Next. God did not die on the cross. Now, I'm not talking about God's death. It's not God who died, but the human nature of God died for our sake. Next. Well, personally, I feel yes, God died on the cross. I don't, when God died on the cross, I think there was, I don't know. I, I really don't know. Because, you know, I was there and stuff like that. Next. Yes, he died. Okay, according to what is written in the Bible, when Jesus died on the cross, when God died on the cross, the earth stunned back. That was at 3 p.m. So what's the essence of all this uh, discussion? Does it mean that every Catholic faithful needs to have a theology degree or a philosophy degree to be able to speak about the faith? No, this is far from what we're trying to explain. That even as a Catholic lay person, there's a level of effort that is required to be able to speak the truth about the Catholic faith, to be able to talk about God. You know, a lot of times we talk of Oh, just be good. The world needs those who practice the faith and not just those who speak about the faith. Yeah, that is very true. But in itself, it is not sufficient. The world needs those who speak about the truth. The church also needs those who put the truth into practice. It's not like we should then water down the need to speak about the truth or against the need to speak about the truth. They both work hand in hand. And that is something we have to hold daily. Otherwise, we make a mess of ourselves. Imagine somebody who practices the truth, who loves God, who loves his neighbor and lives a good life. And then this life of ease is attractive and he attracts his friends who wonder whether what is responsible for his goodness is inherent in his religion. And then they call him to ask, who do you believe in? What do you believe as a Christian, as a Catholic Christian? What is the foundation of your faith? What do you believe in? And then he says, um, I really don't know. Would that be a wonderful and great representation of the faith in your own opinion? He's a good person. That goodness has attracted people and he cannot even articulate to an extent what he holds to be true. So how will these people be even interested in the faith and then continue their uh, catechesis either through a priest or through a catechist to officially become members of the church? So it means being good, doing good to others must also go hand in hand with ability to articulate what you believe. We all want to die for our faith. But most times, the opportunity to die for our faith doesn't come. In parts of Nigeria where persecution happens, there are lots of Christians who die for their faith. But this doesn't happen in a lot of other states where we have Christians. So it means we still need this heroic witness of our lives, not just to die 
as matters, but to witness by our lives and our utterance to the truth we believe in. So most times we are silent because we feel okay, we don't know enough to be able to pass on the message and if we even start at all, we might be embarrassed and disgraced if we cannot go on with the argument. So, but this shame of not knowing enough should only spur us to learn more rather than spur us to be silent because the message we have is not a message we have to be silent about. We have to spread it to the ends of the world. There's a need for us to do more on our own part to learn about the truth of our faith. When the devil confronted our Lord, you know, Christ quoted to him, man does not live by bread alone. It means that even though our physical body needs physical food for its sustenance, the old man, which is composed of body and spirit, cannot live on just mere physical food, but needs spiritual food. Our intellect is one of the powers of our souls as human beings, and the intellect it exists to know truth. We have to just nourish it by giving to the intellect truth spiritual truth this is what we have to strive for and there's there's something peculiar with food when i eat the food nourishes me it doesn't nourish the person beside me who doesn't eat it means the theology that theologians know it doesn't nourish the lady until they themselves decide to learn it the food and the food i eat doesn't nourish the person next to me unless he or she decides to eat the food as well and um, i think this, this is a clear analogy and truth is also light as well so when we possess it, we are able to see reality clearly. We are not walking in the dark because there are lots of persons with their two eyes, no medical issue, but still they find it difficult to see reality clearly because something has been obscured. So truth helps us to have our spiritual visions clear. We are able to see reality as we should see reality in its true sense. Another concept that I've come across, which I mentioned earlier in the podcast, it's about the relationship between love and knowledge. A lot of persons would pick one and say, all I need is love. But you remember the Penning Catechism with the question, why did God make us? God made us to know him, to love him. It means knowing God is united closely with the love of God. You cannot love a God you do not know. You know, this concept of knowledge and love, we understand it when we talk of our relationships with a particular, with the opposite sex. Those maybe we're in a relationship, someone you're dating. When you meet the person and you're attracted at first, then the next thing is that you want to get to know the person more. What do you like? What do you dislike? Who are you? Tell me about yourself. And the more you know about this person, the more you fall in love with the person. But we understand this when it comes to these physical relationships. But we find it difficult to translate this to our spiritual life that the more we know about God, the more we have reasons to love Him. So the love of God and knowledge of God go hand in hand we cannot throw one away for the other to return to our first discussion what sort of soldier will an uninstructed catholic make he's just tumbling along in the dark he's not even aware that it is dark he's half fed and he's not even hungry for more he's in no state to show others the light or the nourishment only a lady living only in reality is equipped to show it to others and to win them to want to live that life as well. That is the church's warfare. That is the world we live in. And so we have to dedicate ourselves. I'm sure you listening to this podcast is an effort. I'm not saying that all of us listening do not know about our faith. I'm only saying that there's a need for us to do more, talk to others more, to bring those who do not know about the faith, to know about the faith, to make use of every opportunity 
will see to spread the faith. I've heard a lot of people say, and these are people who who, who mean no harm, like in making these statements that oh, no, I don't talk to people about my faith. I just live my life and I expect them to learn from that. Yeah, that is very good. But at the same time, you have to say something. Do not be quiet when you have the opportunity to speak. See opportunities in your discussions with people. Make good use of these opportunities. Thank you very much for taking our time to listen to this episode. I've only scratched the surface. Please make use of this information. Get a copy of the Catechism of the Catholic Church. Learn a little daily. And the little you learn daily, it becomes something huge on the long run. Thank you very much for listening today and see you again soon on our next episode. This episode of the Catholic Love Broadcast is made possible by the generous support of listeners like you. Please prayerfully consider a donation through the link in the show notes.